We're learning the first Sikha on Pashas Ve'eda in Chelek Chafalef on page 27. The Shia today is being learned, Lilanishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Abmanashe Kaltman. In order to help us uh, understand uh, today's Sikha, I think uh, it would be necessary to take out a Chomish and take a look inside, see some of the Psukim in last week's Pasha at the end and the beginning of this week's Pasha, Pasha's Ve'eda. And uh, Rashi has two different pshatim, how to learn the psukim in the beginning of the parasha, which the sikha will be based on. So, if you can join me, take a look inside in the Chumash, in Kapitel Hay, Pasuk of Beis, in the end of last week's parasha. So there, Moshe Rabbeinu complains to the Ebishter after he was sent to redeem Yidin, and matters only got worse for them. So Moshe Rabbeinu complains and says, Why uh, have you made matters so difficult for Yidin? And the Abish after this comes and speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu and says, So Rashi there says that because Moshe Rabbeinu he questioned the Abish's practices, so therefore the Abish is rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu for doing things and acting in a way not similar to the Ovis, Avram, and so on, that did not question the Abish's practices. Then when we go on to the beginning of this week's parsha, the the pasuk begins al kimal Moshe Hashem. So here Rashi says that the first few words of the parsha al kimal Moshe is the name of the Eibushter that shows that Eibushter is speaking harshly to Moshe Rabbeinu and continued rebuking him. Why did you complain about what I'm doing to the Eden? Now, the continuation of the Psukim here. In the next Pasik, it continues, Ve'eral, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, Bekeel, Shindalad Yud, Ushmi, Hashem, Loinidai, Tilehem. What is the Pasik saying here? And similarly, the next Pasik, Vegama, Kimaisi, Esbrisi. So, in the first Pshat of Rashi, and the Pshat that Rashi accepts, is the Pasik here from after Vayaymeel, Vani Hashem, is not a continuation following up and Abishta uh, responding to Meshur Abena complaining. Rather here, this psukim is a new Indian, and it's just saying that the Ebishta came and revealed himself to the Ovis, and the Ebishta then continues, kimaisi, that I promised the Ovis, that I made a covenant with them, that I will take the Eden out of Mitzrayim, they'll be in a land that's not theirs, and then they'll be redeemed from there. And then the Pesach goes on to say that nishamaiti as the Ebishta says, he heard the, the crying of the Eden in Mitzrayim, so therefore, go tell the Yidin that they're going to be redeemed, and, and so on. So, all the Psukim here, and so on, is all starting a new subject, the Ebishter saying that he made this promise, and therefore he has to fulfill it, and take Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Then, Rashi brings a second shot, where Rashi says that... Uh, the Psukim, where it says, Va'era el Avram al Yitzchok val Yaakov, and then Va'agama kimaisi es brisi itam, is still a continuation from the Psukim of the previous parsha, where it says David is continuing rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu for complaining about the condition of Kali Yisrael, and what the Psukim are saying here is that David says, "I revealed myself to the Ovis, and I made promises to them, but nevertheless, I did not fulfill my promises to them. They could have complained as well, and they did not." And you did complain. So Pasuk Gimbal and Dalit is all a continuation of Hashem's rebuke. 
then Vegam Anishomaiti begins a new union, where the Abish says, since I made this promise, so therefore I have to uh, fulfill, and I listen, I listen to the Eden crying and screaming, and I'll, I'll fulfill my promise. That's the second shot in Rashi here. Okay, so the Rebbe is actually going to focus not so much on the actual Tupshatim, but I think it's important to see over here what the Tupshatim are in the beginning of the Parsha, but then the way Rashi concludes here and says which one of these Tupshatim are accepted, Rashi has a unique uh, way, the way he puts it, and the Rebbe will focus on that uh, language of Rashi. Okay, let's uh, begin the Sikha inside. Page 27. I have the psukim in Aschalas Hasedre. So on the psukim in the beginning of this week, Sedre, Ve'era, El Avram, Goyme. So the, the Pasuk where it says Ve'era, and then the next Pasuk where it says Ve'gama, Kimoisi, Esbrisi, Tom Goyme. Brengt Rashi, Tzvei Perushim. So Rashi brings two interpretations. Aleph, the first shot is, as a teichen from the psukim, is a hagdome to divide the psukim. That these two psukim here, Gimel and Dalid, are an introduction to the later psukim, where it says, Ve'gama, Nishamaiti, Esnakis, Bnei Yisrael, I've heard the cries of the Yidin, and l'chein amoyl of Neisrael, v'yitzesi eschem goymer, that Yidin should be told that the Ebesh is going to take them out of Mitzrayim. Since the Ebesh promised the Ovis, and gemacht mit zeyabris, and established a covenant with them, losses l'hem es eretz kenoan, to give them eretz kenoan, und et es nochtet mekayin given, and this was not yet fulfilled, deriber zokta Ebeshte, v'gam ani shamayti goymer, v'esker es brisi, that I heard Yidin, I remember my covenant, and let you know as if it is at the time to fulfill this bris has now this promise has not come. So all these psukim are an introduction, and it's the the point that the psukim talk about later. Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu to let Yidin know that the time to redeem them has arrived. Beis another pshat Rashi then brings that uh, then. We have the shot that our sages said that the first the, the, the first Pasik and then that's Pasik Bayes in the beginning of this week's Pasha, then Gimel and Dalit, all these Psukim are actually all finishing off the point connected to the previous Pasha. Shama Maisha La Mariesa. Where there Maisha Rabbeinu complains, why have you made things so difficult for Yidin? As the Psukim at Sin Zikh Sumfridig Ninyan, on Zanaran Anfer of Hamiris Maisha La Mariesa. It's all connected in a response of the Abishta to Maisha Rabbeinu's complaint. And what is the content of what the Psukim is saying here? This is Hashem rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu and it, it, it's expressing the level and how great the Ovis were. They never asked me, what is your name? And they did not think or ask any questions about my practices. You asked for my name and why are you making matters so difficult? So all these psukim are following up to the previous parsha. <clears throat> Rashi is mamshich, and Rashi continues now and says, "Nochem bringing the dem tzveitin pirish." After he brings the second pshari in the pasuk, "Ve'ein hamedrish misyashiv acha mikra mepnei kamedvarim." The second shot, which the chachamim darshened, does not fit well into the flow of the psukim for a few reasons. Ufrekter of tzvei shaylis. And Rashi asks two shilas regarding the flow of the psukim of why it doesn't fit well here. And then Rashi concludes, Therefore I say as follows, Let the flow of the psukim be explained according to what it fits well into the simple meaning of the Pasuk. 
when you have something that's being said and it's, it fits into the context of the way it's being said. At the same time, the drasha, which is the second shot, that could be expounded, that's also a shot, but it's just a drash though, so therefore that can be darshan, but it does not go into the Pasik. Shanema, as the Pasik says, Hashem says, My words of Torah, aren't they like fire? No, Hashem, says Hashem, And like a hammer, which will shatter a rock, which gets divided into many different sparks. This is Rashi's conclusion, telling you what the approach here should be to these two pshat. You have the pshat, and you have the drash. And as Taita is, uh, gets uh, split into many, many different kinds of ways of interpreting any given Pasik. So now, the Pashto Zeta is simply, it seems, as Rashi is the Oisim Sezogin. When Rashi here concludes this way with this uh, concept of the, uh, the, the Pshat and the Drash, and it's like fire, like a hammer on a spl- spl- uh, that is uh, shattering a rock. What is Rashi saying with all this? So Allah, the first point he's saying is, as that to learn the Pasik and it's with its simple meaning, the, the, the Drash, the second shot, does not fit into the Pasik here, while that is nit acha mikra. It doesn't flow in the Psukim here. When Rashi is and Rashi already told us to rule in many places, as I'm, I'm here only to explain the simple meaning of the Pasik. And he only brings those drushes that there are that have a connection to the Pasik, the flow of the Psukim, that it should fit into the context of the Psukim. And here, this drash does not fit into the Pasik. Now, there's another point. On the other hand, though, Rashi clarifies, as the smaintnit, as the pirisha medvish, hot bachlal chas v'sholem, ken artnit in pirisha yatera. Don't think that this means that because the drash does not fit into the flow of the psukim, that there's no room for this drash at all. Nor v'had drasha tidarish. This is something that Chazal expound the psukim, even if it doesn't fit into the context well. Al divre teire, zanizach maschalik, in fashidun aifani limud, because the words of Taita can be divided in various different approaches of how you can interpret things. Like a hammer which shatters a rock. In that approach of Drash, there's room to Darsh in the Psukim this way, even if in Pshat not. That's simply what Rashi is saying here. If you learn and understand Rashi this way, then this is very, very difficult to understand. Aleph. First of all, it's not at all Rashi's approach when he explains Psukim to bring other Pirushim that don't fit into the Pshat and to refute them. Rashi, from the beginning, only brings those Pshatim that fit into the Pshat of the Pasik. Here Rashi quotes this whole Pshat that... that our sages darshan ubariches with a whole length. Rashi goes through the whole thing. Umgleich nochtem frekt them up, frekt this up, and then Rashi goes on to refute it. Valer is nit mesiasha vachra mikra because it does not fit into the pesukim here. Why does Rashi do this if we usually don't find Rashi brings another pshat and refutes them? Beis another point here is oib Rashi darpavarne. If this is something that Rashi has to clarify. Even when a certain pshat is not accepted in the approach of learning pshat and the simple meaning of the Pasik. But nevertheless, 
it still is a true approach and a way to interpret the things in Teire. Because Teire is like a hammer that shatters a rock. This should be a point that Rashi should clarify the first time when Rashi says that he's not going to bring any droshes for the psukim. So there, in Parshish Bereshis, the first time Rashi makes this point, Rashi should say, now don't think that droshes are not real pshatim in the Torah. They are, but it's not uh, the pshatim of the Pasuk. Why doesn't Rashi say it right there? And especially... As Rashi is dort mevaya kama pratim vegan dimedroshim. Rashi actually does go out of his way the first time to explain certain things about what we, what our attitude should be towards the medroshim that there are on the psukim and And there Rashi says as follows: Yes, medroshi agoder rabim. There are many different pshatim in the medrash. Ukvasidurim rabiseinu al mochayim bebreishis rabe ubishar medroshes, and it's already been all organized by our sages, whether in breishis rabe or in other medroshim. I'm here to give you the Pshara of the Pasik, Ula or even a drash which can fit into the flow of the Psukim, when it's something that fits into the context of the way the Psukim are, are said. And which actually has a similarity to what Rashi is saying here. So Rashi should have immediately there explained Zainrei. Uh, that Rashi should conclude like he says here. The drasha can be can be expanded upon. The words of Torah is like fire, which is divided in many sparks. Why doesn't Rashi conclude there the way he does here? If that's the first time Rashi addresses this, so the pastus learned. So to answer this, simply the answer would be as follows. As Rashi brings them pirish from Rabbi Seinu, the reason why Rashi does bring this chat from Rabbi Seinu, the far because v'loiter pirish dem pirish v'en ferenfet kamishaylus as mekem fregent lekin eshtem pirish apipshutei. There is a certain advantage in the second chat, the drasha that Rashi brings, that because there are certain questions in the uh, questions in the pasuk that are only going to be answered according to the second chat. As always, when Rashi brings another chat, it's because there's certain advantages in each one of the pshat. So here as well, we could say as follows. So the very few first words in the beginning of the Sedra is Rashi Mefarish. So there Rashi says, David speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu harshly because of the fact that he complained and said, why did you, why is Hashem behaving so difficultly with Yidin? So regarding the meaning of the first few words of the Pasha, Rashi does not say that this is part of the Drash, which is the second Pshat he brings. It's clear that even according to the first Pshat that says that most of the Psukim here, the continuation of Pasuk Beis, then Pasuk Gimel and Dalit, it's all already a new subject connected to what it says here later. But nevertheless, the first few words, is it in you for itself, which is a continuation, David's response or rebuke in connection to Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint in last week's parasha. So now, if that's the case, so it comes out, according to the first shot of Rashi, that the continuation of the Psukim in, in Be'ez, Gimel, and Dalet is it's not continuing as a response to what Moshe Rabbeinu said when he complained. 
Not a hagdame, so vagamani shamaita goim alachena mergoim. Rather, it's all an introduction to the Abisha coming and saying that it came time to fulfill my promise. So the first four words of the parsha is a separate thing, separate subject. And it's David's response to Meshav Rabbeinu complaining in the previous parsha when he said that That's how we'll have to explain the psukim here in the beginning of the parsha according to the first pshat, which Rashi accepts the, the pshat of the flow of the psukim here. But this is obviously very not uh, smooth here in the flow of the Psukim. Well, because in addition to the point, as the Fize to help in the Pasik, so the first Pasik in this week's Pasha, is a Pasik that's split into two. The first four words of the Pasik is a continuation of the previous Pasha. In Tzveten Health Pasuk, and then from the words in the second half of the Pasuk, where it says, Here the Ebesha says, Hashem, This is the Ebesha speaking and saying that, I'm, that I have to reward and, and give the promise that I said. This is already a new subject. In the same Pasuk, it's split. It's a new subject. So that itself is a difficulty in the flow of the first Pasuk, according to this Pshat. Is besides this, Gleich Noch Shailas Moshe. So going back to the end of the previous parsha, right after Moshe Rabbeinu asked and said, Why did Hashem, why is Hashem being so difficult, uh, or making it so difficult for Yidin? So the Ebeshter responds and says, And this is Hashem rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu, as I read before. So if so, So why would the Torah split Hashem's response to Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint, Loma Arayaisa, with just four words that was not said before, right away after when David comes in response to Moshe Rabbeinu. And these four words are in, in another parsha, as, as we see in the end over here of the previous parsha, there's a break in the Torah with the Samach, that means that there's a break here in these Psukim. And also in, in another Sedra, Parsha's Shmois, and now the new Sedra of the next week, Parsha's Veira. If, if it's just four words that are connected to David's response to Moshe Rabbeinu before, wouldn't you expect those four words to be there and not four words in the beginning of this week's parasha, which really comes to begin a new subject? So therefore Rashi brings the pshat of our sages, which say, according to this pshat, it's all the psukim here, Beis, Gimel, and Dalid, which are all a continuation of the Eivishter rebuking Meish Rabbeinu. It's all part of the Eivishter's words to Meish Rabbeinu in response to the Lama Ariyesa. So it's not just four words that stand out for itself. So therefore Rashi brings the second shot, which has a certain advantage in the flow of the psukim in the beginning of the parsha. However, if you look closely into the words of Rashi, you'll see that this cannot be the reason why Rashi brings the second pshat, the Medrash. But Rashi is oktoch klor, because Rashi himself says in no uncertain terms, that this Medrash cannot flow into the Psukim, and there are various reasons to this. That the difficulties with this second shot are many and are so great as mekenning gansenet on them in the Piddish loit There is no way you can accept this Piddish 
in, in the flow and in the simple meaning of the Psukim here. Avapi as is fa'enfit, a shayla, other shayla is in Pasik. Even if it does answer a certain question or questions that you have in the Pasik, but nevertheless, the questions on this Pirish are too great for it even to be accepted at all in Pshat. So if that's the case, is Hadra Kushil the original question comes back. Favas is Rashi Ibahoyp Maitik Ubarichis, then Pirish and Abisainu Vibalta Nemtum Nitan. So why is Rashi at all quoting this chat if in the end he doesn't accept it at all? For a mafila in the Erte, Burashi Vilnor Onmerkin, as a Madrish is Farana Pirish. Now, Rebbe adds here, there are other places where we do see that Rashi does want to point out to you because of difficulties there are with the Pshat of the Pasik that you should know that there are Drashas here in this Pasik. So is a Pirish was Farenfit, Akashi, Vasadol, Fipshutishon Mikro. No, Rashi nemtem pirish nishtam b'derech hapshat, and and Rashi though does not accept that pirish of the drash. It does not fit into the pasuk, but he wants to point out to you that there is this drash since there are difficulties with the pshat. So what does Rashi usually do? Is the derech when Rashi tzagim bekitzer? So Rashi will usually just tell you very concisely. Yes, medrashia goderam. There are other medrashim that you can look at to see in the pshat of the pasuk here. Chayetzim is there a similar expression? As you have in Rashi many times. But Rashi will not go on to bring a Medrash that he will not accept at all in the Pasik just because it answers a certain question of another Pshat that he brought. So why does Rashi do that over here? Okay, now the Rebbe will go on to focus on the actual words that Rashi says. And Rashi he brings the whole Arichis about a hammer that's... Uh, Shattering a, a rock. <clears throat> in the Msiyam and Alpha Rashi, in the conclusion of Rashi's words, Vahadrasha Tidarish, that the Drasha can be expounded upon, Shanema, Loi Koidvare Keesh, Noma Shema Kapatish, Fetzitzela, Meschalak Lakaman Itzaitzis, Father Tzachvia. This needs to be clarified in how we exactly interpret these words of Rashi. And here the Rebbe will bring that the Mepharshim discussed this at length. And there are no less than three different ways how to understand what Rashi means to say here. When Rashi says that the hammer is shattering the rock, and then Rashi adds, it's divided into many sparks. There's a big discussion in the commentaries here. What exactly is it that's being divided here into sparks? Ein Pirish is... So one shot in what Rashi is saying is as does patzitzach tzumsela, that it refers to the rock. Ukepatish yefaitzit sela, as it simply sounds like the the hammer is shattering the rock. The sela verts a brekel to durch dem patish. It's the rock that gets uh, divided into crumbs into pieces uh, through the hammer. When Azay taichd Rashi bepirushay l'shas and mesechte Shabbos, Rashi in his pirush on the Gemara and Shabbos, which brings this in as well. So there Rashi also says clearly, Ma patish, what does that mean? Mishalik hasela That through the hammer, it's the rock that gets divided into many sparks. That's one shot. Atzveit the Pirish is, but other commentaries say that the pshat over here is, as a smakement and patish. What's divided over here into many pieces? It's the hammer itself. Through the, because the rock is so hard, so when you bang with the hammer, it's the hammer itself that divides into many pieces. There are others that actually have this version in reading Rashi here this way. Like the language that the Gemara says, Just like this hammer divides into many pieces. 
So the point is, we're speaking here about a very, very strong and stubborn rock. That causes the hammer to break into pieces. It's another pshat. When Adrita Pirish is, yet a third interpretation here is, as does Batsitzich Take Tzum Patish, that the Mishalik does refer to the hammer. However, this maintain it as the Patish Gufa Vert Mishalik Lechalokim. But it does not mean, though, that the hammer itself gets broken into pieces. Nor as Durech Hakos, a Patish Shefen Sela, when you bang with the hammer on the rack, gain from Patish Arois Nitzaitzis. So what happens is, from the metal hammer, sparks come out. That's the, the sparks. Mishalik Lechalokim refers to those sparks that come out when you bang with a metal hammer on a rack. Those are the three pshatim over here in what Rashi is saying. Now here the Rebbe says, in Yede von di Perushim is da l'chayra shverekait. In each one of these interpretations, there's a difficulty. In the Mashtun Pirish is nitvashtandik, the first pshat here that Rashi is saying that it's the rock that gets shattered into pieces. So what it's, what's not understood here is, kakushi sara'om, which as the Ra'am asks, yibalt der sela vert mischalik, if it's the rock that's getting divided, is Why would Rashi use this expression, this term of sparks? Sparks are is regarding something that shines. Why doesn't Rashi simply say that it's the rack that is divided into many parts or many pieces? The Tzvete Pirish, on the other hand, the second shot that Mepharshim say in Rashi, is in Gantzen Fashtanik al is definitely not at all acceptable reading Rashi in his simple words. Naisif, if then, was the Kushi Anal from Ra'am is Pirish. In addition to the fact that this question, why Rashi uses the term Nitzaitis, applies even according to the second shot, that we're talking about the hammer that breaks into pieces, why would you use the term Nitzaitis, which usually refers to something, sparks that shine? So the, the problem with the second shot is, is twofold. Aleph number one says, Heipich hapshat tzutaychen kepatish yifaitzit sela as the patish vetnis spaitzit durech dem sela. It's just not the simple meaning of the words. Kepatish yifaitzit sela, which literally means the hammer is it, it causes the rock to break into pieces to say that no, it means that the sela breaks the hammer. It's just not patish yifaitzit sela. simply means that it's the rock that breaks into pieces. Especially according to our version of Rashi, as mentioned before, there are other girsas here in Rashi, and the footnotes here that Rebbe brings a lot of different versions in this Rashi. As a statement, diverte ma patish ze mischalikolo. Rashi does not begin with ma patish ze, which then may sound like that it's the hammer which is breaking into pieces. Hatogar cannot ditzazogen as Rashi velechafadit bechol makim dafke pshat klorkait. So it's impossible to say, Rashi, the whole point of Rashi is to explain Psukim and Pshat, and Rashi always demands that everything should be just simple and clear and straightforward. So here Rashi should write what he's saying in such a way that Aleph Stam, Kepatish, fights itself Mishalik, He just says it simply without adding anything, that it's a hammer that is shattering the rack and it's divided in many sparks. Unbei is Menin, and with this simple sentence, what does he mean? The opposite of the simple meaning that it's the rock that, it's, uh, that get, gets divided into pieces, not in Patish. Rather, he means that it's the, the hammer that breaks into pieces. Rashi, that writes clear and straightforward, very difficult to say that Rashi means uh, uh, this kind of a, a pshat that it refers to the hammer. Beis, besides this, Rashi had gedarft oistaichen as da retzach vegnasela kosha. 
If this is the case here, that this is different and this is unusual, so Rashi should spell out that we're talking about a very unusual rack, but Durechim, it spites them patish, and therefore it's the hammer that gets broken. Nitviyah gvelech unlike a regular rack, was adara, but the patish is imifaitzitz. The metal hammer is going to break and, and, and shatter the rack. So Rashi over here, if he means this unusual thing here, that the hammer breaks, Rashi should have indicated this somehow. Now, the third Piddish that the Mepharshim say, that this refers to the hammer when it bangs on the rock, so there are sparks that come out of the hammer, and not that the rock uh, breaks into pieces. The third shot of what Rashi here means is also not understood, while because in addition to the question that we asked before, that this, this doesn't mean over here when you say you fight it, that it's the rock that's breaking the hammer. Or in this case, it's the rock that's causing sparks to come out of the hammer. You fight it simply means that it's the hammer that's breaking the rock. So that problem you have over here regarding saying that the rock causes sparks of the hammer to come out. So that, that question you have according to this pshat as well. Is besides that, pashtus aloshin, mischalik, lekamenitzaitzis, the simple meaning of the words that it gets divided into many sparks is as the zachvet eschalik that we're talking over here about this object that we that we're mentioning here that's getting divided. And not that because of the contact between the, the hammer and the rack, so this causes now something else, other sparks here not to come out. And Ash uses also the term mischalik. Mischalik just simply means that this rack here gets divided and shattered into pieces. Not that there's nitsaitis, sparks that come out by the, the, the metal of the, of the hammer. The, the term mischalik doesn't really fit for that. So we have a three different ways that Mefroshim suggests what Rashi means, and none of them are really clear in the words of Rashi. Now, from them, Alam Kutman, Sudam Grestan Tmiya From all of this, we come to the biggest question on this expression of Rashi here. Since Rashi wrote his Pirish on the Torah in a very clear fashion, to be understood even by a child that's beginning to learn Chumash at the age of five years old. So why hear this Rashi write this in this way, that you have all this discussion and various approaches of what Rashi means here? To me, this question is even stronger. If Rashi in the Gemara goes and explains very clearly exactly what he means, as Rashi says in Shabbos, that it means that it's the rock that gets divided and shattered. How much more so in his Pirish Alatayda, where Rashi is writing his Pirish for a Ben Chomish Lamikra, definitely Rashi should have written very clearly what he means. Okay, this is the, the, the problem with this over here with the words of Kepatish, he fights at Sela. Now, the Rebbe analyzes another aspect of what Rashi says here. Another question we could ask here on this expression of Rashi. When Rashi quotes this Pasek, is it Rashi quotes also the beginning of the Pasek. Aren't my words of Taita like words of fire? Is it move on? So it's not understood why Rashi quotes this. What's why what's the relevance here to bring the beginning of the Pasik regarding what Rashi wants to say? 
As in ein pasik, kenazayin merere pirushim. Rashi is just explaining why and how it is that in one pasik there could be more than one pshat, like a hammer that's, that shatters a rack into many different pieces. That's the part of the pasik that's relevant. L'chayres sudamini negev loyiz the mashal should be seen makasav or kapatish he fights itzela. The, the mashal of the hammer and the rack that's the only aspect that of the pasik that's relevant here. The tmiya bezeis nachgresa. The question of Rashi quoting the beginning of the pasuk is even greater. This point here that Rashi says, as from the pasuk, that from this pasuk we see, just like we see a hammer, that it gets divided into many sparks. So too, one subject in Teirik could be divided into many, many different parts or explanations. This is quoted in Gemara twice in Shabbos and Sanhedrin. In Mesech the Shabbos, let me the fun up. The Gemara Shabbos learns from here as called Dibu Vedibu Shiyatsam Epia Kadish Barachu Nechlak Lashivim Lashainis. Every word that Hashem spoke at uh, at Matan Teira was divided into seventy languages. On in Mesech the Sanhedrin, and then in Sanhedrin the Gemara says as Mikra Echad Mikra Echad Yitzel Kamatayim that one pasuk could be explained in many different ways. On in Beidat, in both of those places, brings the Takin Nit Haschalas Akasav. The Gemara does not bring the beginning of the pasuk. Just the end of the Pasik, making this point about the hammer that's, that the shot is the rock. So why does Rashi bring the beginning of the Pasik? So here the Rabbi brings from another two places in Gemara, in Mesech the Sukkah or Mesech the Kedushin, there, there's another statement Chazal say, which is a different subject, if this despicable being approaches you, the Yitzhahara, so how do you deal with him? Pull him into the go into the base medrash, and there, what will happen? In if he's stubborn like iron, mispites it. He will he will explode and he'll, he'll go away from you. And here the Gemara actually quotes the pasuk from the beginning, including the words Kaidvarakesh. Okay, but that though can't be compared to what the drasha that we're bringing the pasuk here for. There, it's understood why the Gemara quotes the beginning of the Pasuk as well. Because there, why, how does taking the Yitzhahara into the Bismedrish have the effect that he'll explode and go away from you? Because Teire is like fire, which causes metal to get very hot and explode. So there, that's part of that. That's an integral to the whole point there to say that Torah is like fire. But if here in our case, the beginning of the pasuk is not at all relevant. Okay, so we have over here all the Rebbe's questions on these psukim, and primarily the Rebbe is going to focus on explaining what this means. Kepatish yefitzet sela. And we had the three pshatim of the Mepharshim, and here the Rebbe will and bring us a, another approach, a new approach that will fit perfectly into the Pashtip pshat of Hashi. It's very interesting, you know, the whole point over here is discussing the fact that one Indian entire can be divided in so many, many different Pirushim, and this is actually right here regarding these very words of Kepatish Yifaitz Yitzela. There's one pshat, another pshat, and the Rebbe will suggest yet another pshat that fits very well here in this. Oh, sorry, we're not done yet. There are there is some more questions here before we come to the actual pshat that the Rebbe says. So the question is asked before on this expression here of Rashi. 
So the questions of Sifei involve Ver Nochgresser become even greater. Bishas, Mefagleich, then Piddish, Rashi, Midzaina, Afriedig, and Piddish, and Parshas Vayishlach. When you compare what Rashi says here to what Rashi said earlier in Parshas Vayishlach, and you, so that the question becomes even greater to, to try to understand what Rashi says here. So there Rashi brings two Pirushim, what those words mean. One is a simple Pshat. And then there's another Pshat, which the sages expound upon this Pasik. The Pshat, the two Pshat and the Rashi they brings are, the first Pshat is the more the simple Pshat of the Pasik that Yaakov Avinu builds a Mizbeach, and he refers to the Mizbeach as which means the nest that the Abish made for him there in that place where he was in Shechem. So Kalel Kesrol is referring to the nest. But then Rashi brings Rabbi Seinu Darshu Vayikraloi that the Abisha called Yaakov with the name Kalel Kesrol. That's a drash, but it's not the simple pshat of the pasuk at all. On his Messiah, and then Rashi there concludes and says Vidivre Teire Kapatish Yefaitz Sela. The words of Teire is like a hammer that shatters a rock. Mischalkem Lakama Taimim, which divides into in different interpretations. Vani Liyashiv Pshutashul Mikrabasi. And I've come to say the simple pshat of the pasuk. So what's the difference between what Rashi says there to what Rashi does by us? Is da Rashi medayik tzagn demi and boy from bara rapashit? Here Rashi says it simple and and clear. Aleph at his Messiah mischalkim lekametaimim. Rashi says kepatish he fights at sela, and then he immediately goes into the nimshal of this regarding teira. That teira is divided into different reasons. But patzitzach divrei teira, referring to teira. Umize. And therefore, from this, you read the words of Rashi here, it's very clear what he means. As a taich in the moshul, kapatish, he fights at sela, what's the meaning of this analogy of the hammer that shatters the rock? Is kapashtus aloshin. It means, as the simple words indicate, ubemeiladafas rashi nitais taichin, rashi doesn't have to add anything. As the patish, sebrekel, tamsela, kamachalokim. That the hammer is, causes the, the, the rock to be shattered into many different pieces. That's the simple meaning of the words. Kepatish fights at Sela. It's it's only over here by by Rashi over here in Parshas Ve'edah where Rashi adds the words that then Mischalik Lakamanitzaitis that it come becomes unclear what's this Mischalik Lakamanitzaitis what exactly is dividing into many different sparks. Based another thing Rashi brings the Tchilas Akasuf there Rashi Taka doesn't quote the beginning of the pasuk Aloi Koy Dvarikayish No Mashem. Now blows the Verta Kepatish fights at Sela the words that are relevant. So this only strengthens the questions on the Rashi in our Parsha. Why is Rashi changing from the very language or similar language that he uses in Vayishlach? When Aleph Zog, here Rashi adds, Here Rashi adds details in the Moshal of the hammer and the rack and what is being divided, that it's being divided into different sparks. And that causes a, a, a lack of clarity now, what exactly is being divided. And here Rashi does quote the beginning of the Pasik of Koyed Varekesh. Why is this? Okay, so here the Rebbe is going to give us an original new approach how to look at what Rashi is saying here and put it into the simple literal words of Rashi. Then there be in them is the explanation over here for this is as follows. As ancient, if with one change that we see in the words of Rashi here, that's the answer for the other change that we see in the words of Rashi here. The two points of Rashi quoting the beginning of the Pasik 
And then the fact that Rashi here adds, Mishalak Lekamani Tzaitzis, unlike Pashas Vayishlach, they, they both depended on each other. By Rashi, these two points that are different of what Rashi says here to what he says in Yishlach, which are again Aleph Moisiv Zayn Tchilas Hakasev Alei Koydvare Keish. Rashi brings the beginning of the pasuk that compares Torah to fire. Umbeis Medayik Zayn Mischalik Lakamani Tzaitzes, and then adding the words that it's divided into many sparks. Mach Rashi Klaus and Kavana. Rashi makes very simple and plain and clear what he means to say here. As the Mishalik, the Pirish Rashi Zeh, that are here in this Rashi, what is it that's being divided? It refers to the fire that it speaks about in the beginning of the Pasik. Vos ubederech apshat b'miyuchad is poshit. Just looking at this very simply, it's very simple to see. As not eish, onit patish visela, it's only fire, not the hammer or not the rack. Vert Mishalik, like how many is divided into sparks. As we saw that point before already, the term sparks was something that was uh, very bothersome to the Mepharshim. How do you have sparks regarding the hammer or regarding the rock? That was the Ra'am's question. So the Rebbe says, yeah, so Rashi is quoting the beginning of the Pasuk, it's the Eish that's divided into many different Nitzaytzis. And the Pirish is Vipashtus Mashmas Loshan Rashi. So now, to read the words in Rashi, you just have to simply read it word by word, and you see how it fits into the, into the words of Rashi. And the Rabbi here will go through this word for word or line by line and show you how you read a Rashi. So Rashi begins to say that Teire is compared to fire. The Abish is saying that, giving you the analogy of a, a, a patish, a hammer, which is Yefeitzit Sela, that is shattering a rock. So this is this is the muscle. Just like the hammer will shatter the rock into many different pieces. So too when it comes to the nimshal, is there which we're addressing over here, which Rashi began with, and which the Pasik begins with when it says, is So the fire gets divided into many different sparks. That's how you read the Rashi. So there's the mushal. The mushal is the hammer and the rock that's divided into many different pieces. And the nimshal is benigaya too, taita, that taita is compared to fire, and fire can get divided into many different sparks. That's what Rashi is saying. Simple and, and clear. But this is something that Rashi says specifically over here in Parshas Va'eda. On the time of us, Rashi is do mishane from Pirushai, the Parshas Va'yishlach. The reason why Rashi here changes from what he says in Va'yishlach. There, Rashi just brings the muscle of the rock being shattered into many pieces. And that's the muscle for Teireh. And he doesn't spell out then Benigeya too, Teireh, that Teireh is compared also to fire, which is divided into many sparks. Why is he just, over there, again, there for, for Rashi, it's enough, the muscle of the rock that's divided into pieces. Here Rashi is saying, like the hammer that divides the rock into pieces, so too, Teire is also compared to fire, which is divided into many sparks. Why does Rashi add that here? Is da is da chidish in the oifin ha-keshe v'hayachas Because if you hear, there's something novel about the connection and the relation that there is of this medrish that Rashi is seemingly not accepting to the pshat of the pasik. Was the pasik dugma is da is dafke from the schalkos ha'eish lekamanit seitzes kedel kaman 
And the proper mushal for this is not the mushal of the hammer dividing or, or shattering the rack, rather the mushal of the sparks that come out of a fire. As will be explained, the, the different uh, aspects of when you have a drash, the way it relates to pshat, you have it the way it is in Vayishlach, and that over there the mushal is with the hammer, and the rack gets divided into many parts, and the, the, over here the way it is in Vayera, which is the way sparks come out of a fire. So let's see. The pshat from them was Rashi Zokt. So first, let's understand what's going on here. As Rebbe began explaining or asking before about this Rashi, that Rashi over here is saying that there is the Pshat of the Pasik. And this is the only way, this is the only Pshat. But then Rashi nevertheless comes and adds, But the Drasha still could be Darshan as well. This does not mean the way it sounds superficially, as Rashi kumt lozen herin, as the drash is an Indian amiti in Teire, loit derech hadrash, that the drash is also a true approach to Teire. That's not what Rashi is coming to say. It's obvious that many different approaches in Teire are all true. Now the pshat of fun is, rather the pshat here is as follows. Pshutoi, fun dem mant the simple pshat of the Pasuk here demands that there should be this drasha. What does this mean? In other words, what this means is as follows. Similar to what Rashi says in other places, When you have a Pasuk, which is very difficult to understand, and therefore the conclusion is that the words of the Pasuk itself is demanding that you darshan it in some way, in other way. So here as well, Rashi here is saying that the pshat of the Pasuk demands that there's something more going on over here, which is not being said, which, which, which uh, you don't see it in the Pasuk itself clearly. But here though, this is similar to what Rashi says in other places that the Pasuk demands a drasha, but there's a very fundamental difference though between what Rashi does say in other places and here. In Yana Erte, in other places where Rashi says that there's a drash demanded, in the Pshat, there's no way to explain the simple flow of the Psukim. There's no choice. The, the, the Pasuk itself, you have to bring in the Drash to explain the flow of the Psukim. The Ike Pirish Amikra is Leitin Drash. Over there, the primary understanding of the Pasuk is according to Drash, because the Pasuk is written in such a way that it's clear that it means a Drash. That's usually. However, here in our Pasik, here Rashi is t- telling you something unusual and new regarding how you touch a Pasik, which we never had something similar to this until here. And that is as follows As FLP, as the Mikra, hot apirish, bederachapshat. The Psukim here does have a way how to read it and how it flows in the simple meaning of the Psukim. Unachme der Pirish is the Ike Ershte Pirish. This is the first and main understanding of the Psukim. This is the way the Pasuk is understood in its context. Nevertheless, once you finish reading the Psukim, and it's understood according to this Pshat, but once you see the Teichen, the content of what the Pasuk is saying, the content of the Pasuk itself demands that you should now say a new point, a different point, based on what you see from the Pshat of the Pasuk. What this means is, sorry, Muzmen Onkumen Tzudem Drash. So from the meaning that you understand, from what the Pasuk itself is saying, so yeah, the, the, the flow of the Psukim is clear. 
But understanding the content of what the Apostolic says leads you that there's another point that, that's behind the Psukim here. The says what this means is as the Pshad Gufe is Machriach as the Apostolic Anthalt in Zeich side and Pirish of Poshit and side and Pirish from Vadrashit to Dorish. Reading the Pshad of the Psukim, you come to the conclusion that there's, yeah, there's the flow of the Psukim, the Pshad. And that is the primary shot of the Pasik. And the drasha does not fit into the actual flow of the Pasik. But nevertheless, the content of the Pasik itself demands that there's also a drasha over here. On high time is Rashi Maitik the Medrish. So this is the reason why Rashi brings the Medrish. Even though the Medrish here does not fit into the flow of the Psukim at all. While in them fall, blight Rashi le maskana oichent mit, mit medrish o kanal vahadrasha tidarish. Because over here in this case, the medrish is something that Rashi is keeping even in the in conclusion of what we see in these psukim here. As Rashi says, vahadrasha tidarish means the pshat itself demands that vahadrasha tidarish. Okay, so now here the Rebbe will explain in the flow of the psukim why even after you have the pshat in the flow of the psukim, does it then demand the drasha as well? And with what the Rebbe says there, we'll, you'll get a clearer understanding of the point that the Rebbe is saying here regarding this uh, Rashi and how it's uh, different and unique from other places where there's also a Pshat and a Drash. But over here, it's, it's in, in a unique way that it's connected to the Psukim. The beer in them, so the explanation here is as follows. In the Ander Erte, Vurashi Zok Yesh Medrashi in all other places where Rashi says that there are many different medrashim on the psukim, was the mit meant Rashi tzondait and kanal siv gimel as loit pshutish mikra blight tashverekait was vert ve'emfet loit medrash adrash. So what Rashi is indicating is that when you finish reading the simple pshat of the pasuk, there is still something that remains unclear, and therefore he's telling you that there are medrashim that you can look into that will answer this. Is oisa tashverekait and loshna mikra. Besides whatever specific difficulty there is in the meaning of the pasuk. After he told you the pshat, there is no other additional indication that there is a drash here. There's a specific difficulty that's still bothering Rashi, so he tells you, take a look into the medrash. That's usually. And since this is a drash that doesn't at all fit into the flow of the psukim, it doesn't fit into the context of the psukim, and it's just a, a medrash which will answer a certain difficulty in the Pasik, only one difficulty. Therefore, Rashi does not ex- accept this pshat and he doesn't quote it. He just points out to you, you may have a difficulty in the Pasik, go look in the medrash. And that's all here though, what's different in our case is, it's Naisev Tetsu. In addition to what was mentioned before, was the Pirish from Rabbi Seinu, the Pshat of our sages here, for Enfit, the Shailas, and Loshan Amikra, was Veranit for Enfit, like Nashton Pirish, Kanalshan. So it answers certain questions in the Pasik that are not understood according to the first Pshat, as mentioned before, but here the main point is, is there Teichana Pirish from Medrish, an Inyan, was his Mukhrech, Belav Hochi, Mitzadatzmoi, like Teichana Ksuvim. The content of what the Medrish is saying, the Psukim mean to say, is something that when you finish learning the Pashtu Pshara the Pasik, you'll come to a conclusion that this content, that this content is missing here. The, the, the Pasik itself is screaming out and saying that this drasha should be said as well. What does this mean? And the Rebbe explains it over here regarding this uh, the Psukim here. Even when a child just comes and reads the Psukim here where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu complained, 
Und als Rebbe statt um der Frage gesagt, Libre Mishpat, und der Rebbe rebuked Moshe Rabbeinu für das. Und geendigt, und sorry, und er gedenkt euch, was er hat gelernt wegen Davis. And the child learning Chumash also remembers what he learned about Davis. As Chach, sie haben gehabt viel Zaris, haben sie von deswegen nicht gehabt, kein Teil zum Möbischen Chulub. He sees and knows that the Avis also had many different difficulties, and nevertheless, they didn't have any complaints to the Eibishter. So it's obvious to him, as the Eibishter had sicher gesagt, Moshe, dem Teichen von, Chaval da Abdem, wo leine Stacken Cholo. So if, if Hashem is rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu in, in, in connection to the Avis, as Rashi said himself in the end of the previous Pasha, definitely over here, part of the rebuke was the fact that the Avis, also experienced many difficulties, and yet they did not complain, and you are complaining. Or in the words of Rashi, when he brings the, the Piddush of the Medrash, that it, the loss of those that are, are, are not here, and we don't find them, we don't have the, the Ovis on their level, the way it is now here by Moshe Rabbeinu. So the content of this Drasha is something which is so obvious that you would expect that the Eibishter definitely said this to Moshe Rabbeinu. So if you don't find it in the Pasuk, it sort of becomes a wonder, where, where is this point? Did the Eibishter say this to Moshe Rabbeinu? The contrary, if this is something that the Eibishter did not say to Moshe Rabbeinu when he rebuked him, so this would leave a child even learning this with a big wonder. Why is the Ebishter not pointing this out here in the rebuke where the Ebishter does speak to Moshe Rabbeinu about the obvious versus him? So it's, it's an obvious thing that screams into, right at you that for sure Hashem should be rebuking and making this point to Moshe Rabbeinu. On the Ebishter, so therefore, not then, the Rashi is mevayet. Via zoi the Pirish from Rabbi Seinu is nipis yashiv achra mikra. After Rashi explains why the Pirish of Rabbi Seinu does not flow into the Psukim at all. Umshat ha-mikra, dav ketayich verin, vidayash the Pirish. And the meaning of the actual Psukim only has in it the first pshat. And the second pshat you do not see, you cannot put it into the Psukim at all. So bleibt noch schwer, but however, the question still remains now after you're done. Reading the Psukim and you see the content of the Psukim here, Vivalt as Derin is Machriach Oich Loit Pshuta Mikrois. As a Rebishot Gizokt, Oti Divre Mishpot Chaval Da Abdel Cholo, since after understanding what the Psukim is saying here, you feel like you're, you're finished reading and there's something missing here. Why isn't the Abish just saying something which is so expected and so obvious? Tavashtain Zenitim Posik. Why doesn't it say it here in the Posik? The Rebbe goes on and says, "And mistaka is not all the words Hashem and Moshe said in the Mefurish and Mefurit in the Torah Bixav. Not all words that Hashem actually spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu are specified and said clearly in Chumash. So maybe here the Eibush did say this point to Moshe Rabbeinu, which is so obvious, but it wasn't recorded in the Psukim. However, but the thing is, you can't say that here. Does zotach the pasuk vayedaber lekima Moshe diberite mishpat? Here the pasuk is saying that Hashem rebuked Moshe." Und dazu noch geht Iber der Pasek Kama in Yonam Upratim, was der Rebisch hat demolt gesagt zu Moshen. And here the Pasek goes on to say the details of exactly what the review consisted of. Vaidza is furthermore in Pasha Shemais, in the end of last week's Pasha, Vertet Zelt, as if Amiris Moshe Lama Reyosa. When Moshe Rabbeinu complained, what was the Ebisch's rebuke? Hat der Ebisch geempfet, Atta Tiregeimer. And what was the Ebisch saying to Moshe? Was das is an Indian from Divrei Mishpat? This is the Ebisch rebuking Moshe, wie Rashi is dort mefarish. As Rashi over there says, and so all these details of the rebuke of David to Moshe Rabbeinu is for what the pasuk not ibegeben oich di debre mishpat chaval al da'at nacholu. 
Why would the Pasik not also, if Hashem did rebuke Moshe Rabbeinu with this point, that his behavior is different than the obvious that we see in the Torah until now, so why would the Pasik not give over these details as well? If David is rebuking Moshe Rabbeinu, this is the strongest point to be made to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, that his behavior is different than the, the, the obvious. So there's something missing over here in, in the Psukim. So therefore Rashi says, that there is the Pshar of the Psukim. But nevertheless, the Drosha has to be darshaned as well. We're forced to say from the simple content of the Psukim that there's something more here. It begs for another point here. And there is also a certain remez in the Psukim, at least in, in Drash, for this. Is does Gufu Machriach as Vahadrash Tidorish. Pshat itself demands that there is this additional point here. The Pshat from the Msipur Zokt as Mazol Oich Darshan in the Psukim. So the Pshat of the Pasuk over here demands that after you're done with the Pshat, you have to understand the, the Drash as well. Das heißt, in other words, this means. Like Pshutish or Mikra, they tilt the da the pasuk they can sway the burim from the Eibushin summation. Over here in the Psukim here, the pasuk is actually telling us two different things that Eibushin said to Moshe Rabbeinu. Aleph, do the burim v'shteim befeirish in pasuk like Pashtus Loshna Mikra. There is the dibur of the Eibushin that's explicit and written in the simple flow of the words of the pasuk, and that's the only pshat that actually goes into the actual words that say here in the pasuk. But then Beis, the Divrei Mishpat, Balachazen Merum is in the Zelba Verta. Then there is the other words of rebuke that are hinted here in the very same words, like in Derech So therefore, the Pshat itself, the whole entire content, the story of the Pshat here itself forces you and leads you to the fact that you must say this Drasha here as well, even though the Drasha does not fit into the actual flow of the words. So this is the, the, what's happening over here with the relation of the Drash to the Pshat over here. As the Rebbe pointed out, this is something novel that you have over here. The first time in Torah you have such a thing. So, since over here Rashi is saying a new approach of how you read the Pshar of a Pasik. So, and here the Rebbe points out again, In other places, it's usually clear to what section of Torah this Pirish that's being said here belongs to. The Pirisham al there are the the explanations of Torah in Pshat, including the different drushes that do fit into the context of a Pasik. So those are the interpretations of Torah that are part of the simple meaning of the Pasik. So those are part of the Pshat of Torah. And then, on the Pirushim al And then on the other hand, you have the Pirushim which are belong in the place of Drash, in Medrash Yagoda, they belong to be in the Drash of Teireh, and it's not, not in Pshat. So those are the two sections of Teireh. That's usually the way it is. Over here you have a Pirish in the Pasik, and you're saying that this Pirish, you're riding it on two different wagons at the same time. An expression that the, the Gemara uses. A Pirish versus Mukhrach Mitzad. On one hand, this is a Piddish where the simple story of the Pasik forces you and leads you that you must say this as well. But on the other plan, on the other hand, that is, where is the place of this Pshat? You don't see it, you can't put it into the flow of the actual words in the Pasik, not in the It's a drash of the Pasik that forces you to say this rash, but it's only a drash. That does not fit into the words of the Pasik. So it's a drash. 
that's sort of in the world of Pshat. So Rashi has to bring a proof that even in Pshat, you could say that Pshat itself is divided into the two. And here Rashi means to say, as the Rebbe explained before, was made, that it's the fire that divides into different sparks. And here as well, we're applying this to Teire, where the, the, in Pshat itself, it demands also the Drash, similar to fire that divides in different sparks. And here the Rebbe will explain to us beautifully what's the difference between what Rashi says in Vayishlach when it's the rock that shatters into many pieces or when you say that it's the fire that divides into many sparks. What's the simple difference between a rock shattering or a fire that divides into many sparks? When a, a rock shatters in many pieces, is every piece that's divided from this rock is different than another piece in sein Grace, in sein Seer, in its size, in its shape, and so on. Mashenkin, the funken, was gain a race from a fire, by contrast, by sparks that come out of a fire, zetmenze, dinitzaitis, alagleicha. We see these sparks as all equal sparks of fire. Sein kamas, sein nechas, in their size, in their quality, the same sparks of fire. We don't see any distinction between one spark and another. The the is the only thing that divides them is the sparks fly in different directions on on or place. One goes to to the Maidev, another one to Dodem, but the, the sparks are all the same. Unlike by the rocks that shatter into many different pieces that are different in size and in quality and so on. That's the simple difference in the marshal, the difference between the rock and the fire. Same thing is also when it comes to the fact that Teireh is divided into different Pshatim. So there's a difference between these two Mishalim. There is the point that Rashi says, and the way it applies there to the Psukim and Pashas Vayishlach, that you have the words in Teireh that are divided into different approaches, different timing, like the rock that shatters the different pieces. There Rashi is making the point that Teireh is divided into various different approaches of how you learn a Pasuk. Just like the hammer that shatters the rock, so over here, the, the various pieces of the rock are not just in different locations. There's a difference in the approach, in the content of the different Hirushim that there are in the Pasik, similar to the rock, which each piece has a different size, a different quality. There's one Pirish which has the flavor, the approach of Pshat, that's Veta Atam from Drash Vachulu, and then there's a whole different kind of way of approaching Tere, which is the approach of Drash. So there Rashi is pointing out simply the fact that you have various different approaches of Tere, which are actually very different in nature. Vidzvei Pirushim in Rashi Dart of Ayikra Loi Kelel Kesra, and the Rebbe very Bikitzer points out how this applies over there to the two Pirushim that Rashi says there in that Pasik, Ayikra Loi Kelel Kesra, the Ashtu Pirush as Mitloi, Vertgemeinta Mizbeach, either the Loi refers to the Mizbeach, Kara Shema Mizbeach or Shema Nes, that it's the Mizbeach that he gives this name because of the miracle, is an Inyu from Pshat, this is an approach of Pshat, 
On the Tzaita Pirish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yaakov Kale, a completely different shot that this refers to Yaakov that uh, is referred to as Kale. Hatatam from Drash, it has a whole different flavor to it. It's not related to the Pshat at all. Pshat doesn't demand this Drash. It's a Drash that it refers to Yaakov. That's over there in Parshas Vayishlach. However, here in our Pasha, here Rashi says a new approach regarding the words of the Ebesha that are like fire. This is how fire gets divided in different sparks. What's the nature of the division of sparks of fire? Here we're talking about two interpretations of the Pasik that have the same time in the sense they come from the same place. There's a content here, and what's forcing us to say these two different pirushim comes from the very pshat of the psukim itself. Similar to the analogy of the sparks that all have the same quality, the same size, they're similar in nature. The chiluk is not in makkeh. The only difference of the two pshatim here in the pasuk is the place where you find them. Ein pirish nitzutz from shad gefinzich in einart. One spark, one approach is actually found in the actual content of the pasuk in pashtus loshen aksuvim in the words of the pasuk. On the tzvete pirish nitzutz from hadrasha and the other spark, the other interpretation, which is just a drasha gefinzich and a tzvete nart in medrasha shul mikra. That's the medrash that you're forced to take out of the pasuk, but it's not in the actual pasuk itself. But it's also a medrash which is forced from the pshat. And therefore, it's like sparks that all come from the same place, and the sparks themselves are similar in nature. That is why Rashi brings Dafke this mashal to explain the unique thing that we have in our Pasik, where the Pasik itself, the Pshat of the Pasik, demands both Pshat and Rash. Okay, this is the conclusion of the Rebbe's Hezbovi here. In these words of Rashi, you see clearly how everything's exactly meduyik and how Rashi says it in, in, regarding the meaning of the Psukim here. Now, the Rebbe takes out of all of this a deeper approach and understanding of how we have to look at Teira in general. From Kolanal Zetman Biyasa says Viyasa Oz Vigans Teira is a Teira Achas. From all of the above, we can see to a much greater extent how much this is true that the entire Teira, with the various different approaches that there are in Teira, but it's all one Teira. The Teichen from Teira Achas, what does this mean when we say that Teira is all really one Teira? Is not not as the fashidina ifani alimut varing gezakt in zelpen Doesn't only mean that you have various different interpretations that relate to one particular pasuk or one particular statement. or furthermore, zeveren nistalshul einafun zveten that the various different approaches are related to one another. Kiyidua asfir ifani limud pardis the four different ways of learning Torah pshat remez drush and said zanekanega the fear elim is abiyah correspond to the four worlds of atzilus bri yitzira nasiya. They are four different worlds, but they evolve one from another. So there's a relation from one to another. So therefore, each portion in Teira has to have some connection and fit with another approach in Teira, even though on one end it's a completely different world, but yet they're related to each other. So that's one aspect of Teira Achas, that this is all various Pirushim in the same words, and they are all related to each other. That's one point. Additionally, and the point about all of Teireh being one is not only the fact that when you're done, the various different approaches of Teireh, so these are, these are various layers of Teireh that put together one big picture over here of the full picture of what Teireh has in it. 
The example for this is the limbs of a person's body, whether the physical limbs of a body or whether the various different parts of the character of the nefesh of a person. So they're all part of the, the person and they put together the whole kaima of the existence of a person. So the same with Teda, the various different sections give you the general uh, approach on the, the, the whole title that comes together by each one of these pirushim. So each one of these pirushim is a detail in the kaimishlema of the title. It's another idea. But besides all of this, nor nochmer. So here from our Rashi, we learn out yet an additional point. Oich, we can see as well, is in Zayn Bashtimtan art. We can see how in every portion in Teireh, so even in its particular place, and its particular level or layer of Teira, where it is. And the limut from them, Chelik and Teira, is dafke letiklole a limut hamasimel lechelik zeh. And here we're discussing and focusing on this particular approach of Teira in this particular place in Teira. For him, yet the Chelik and Teira had zayin klole a limut. Every uh, approach to Teira, Pshat, Ramiz, Drush, and Said has their rules of how you approach and how you learn it. It's not just a free for all. It's it's very unique and specific according to Teira. It's mitzad them. So even here, focusing in one particular area in Teda with its particular rules, but nevertheless, being that it is part of Teda, which is compared to fire, and what's the idea of fire? Which is Lamaila Mizchaltas. Fire is something which is beyond divisions and levels. The simplicity of fire refers to the fact that we're referring to the essence of Teda, which is beyond levels. So even the particular level where it is, once you are focusing on that particular level there, nevertheless, you'll be able to see a reflection of the true nature of Teireh, that it's part of the Pshittas, the simplicity of the Ebishter, which is beyond the vision, that will come out and be expressed even in one particular section of Teireh that you're focusing on now. Biz, as an Indian versus Muchrich in Pshittish or Mikra, cannot eingestellt werden in Chele Kadrash. There is a certain aspect of Pshutish Mikra, and Pshutish Mikra demands to say this, but where are you going to find that? Also in Chelek Adrash, meaning that two parts of Teireh, two different sections of Teireh, are, are united together, even when you're looking at Pshat, you are focusing on Pshat, the Pshat itself demands Drash as well. Why? It's two different sections of Teireh, because even in the place of Pshat, there's a reflection of the essence and the true nature of Teireh, which is like fire, which is the Pshitis of the Ebishter, beyond these divisions. From this we could take a lesson also regarding the learning the, the secrets of Teireh, the, the inside of Teireh, the deeper part of Teireh, the soul of Teireh. This is not just another section of Teireh which is separate of the revealed aspect of Teireh. It's really one with the nigla of Teireh. And similar to what we see here regarding this Rashi, that the Pshat itself demands the Drash, we see also regarding Pnimi Yisateira and Nigla Yisateira, so we see as Ein Ha'inyin benigla Oime Elo Darsheni Bepnimi Yisateira. The Rebbe borrows the term of Rashi himself, that there's a certain subject in the revealed aspect of Teira that says that it's impossible to understand this only if you connect and bring in the interpretation of Pnimi Yisateira. There's a subject here in the revealed aspect of Teireh that forces you to say that there's something deeper going on over here, the soul of Teireh. And this you see specifically and especially 
all those things that are brought in the Psukim, in the Nigla of Teireh, from the Teireh Hashem. The various different descriptions of the Eivish, the Raglov, using terms like feet, etzba, finger, v'chulu, and all other descriptions in Teireh, even just reading it in Pshat, it, it demands that the only way to understand it is to apply drash to this, because you cannot interpret this, you can't uh, say this literally regarding Hashem. And the oneness of Teire, as it's expressed regarding Nigla and Pnimi Yisateire, is also expressed in the reverse. As we see very simply, you find in, in different writings of the Arizal, which are all, of course, writings in Kabbalah and Pnimi Yisateire, that he brings over there certain things where he explains Psukim, just the simple Pshat of the Pasuk. Because Pnimi Yisateire Gufe could only be understood in his machriach that certain things, you have to go to Pshat, you have to go to Nikla. Through learning all portions of Teireh, and learning it in a matter seeing that it's all one Teireh, that Megar and Gichen Zeichezayim will very quickly merit to limut Teireh Mashiach, to learn the Teireh of Mashiach, Sheyelamit Teireh's Kala Am Kulei, which will teach Teireh to the entire nation, Ube Meheira Mamish.